So I left off, I was telling the sequence of events that uh, led to me making the decision that what I wanted to do was to create the future me that I wanted to be through my choices, actions, habits, behaviours. So leading an, an intentional life, well that sounds very corny, but making a deliberate bid to be who I want to be rather than just allowing life to happen to me. And I got as far as food, movement and barefoot. So the next thing that I came, the next kind of thing, big thing was Daniel Vitalis and his podcast, Rewild Yourself, which is now finished, but I think went for about three years, was a fantastic source of lots of information, lots of good people, particularly Arthur Haynes, but many, many other amazing speakers. But really what that did for me in in this sequence of things was that overview of human beings today, we tend to assume because we're surrounded by a certain culture, a certain environment, we tend to just assume without really questioning it that this is how we are. This is how we've always been. This is how we're meant to be. And of course, I always knew about evolution and about hunter-gatherers and about even agricultural um, cultures that are more uh, traditional. I, I knew all that stuff. But listening to that podcast every single episode really um, he used to use the expression flesh it out it fleshed it out for me fleshed out that that concept it, it painted in all the colors that were missing it gave me all the details not all but it gave me a much much broader picture of that idea that for two or three hundred thousand years human beings lived a certain way. Now, that was not a fixed static thing. Of course, there was change within that period of time, um, not only evolutionary change, but also changes in diet, how many people on the planet there were, where they lived, how what they did, how they lived, their, their habits, their cultures, etc. And of course, they were very disparate groups because they lived in all different geographical locations, so would have had very distinct cultures. However, that idea that the modern world is a really, really recent thing. And so it's completely ridiculous to justify our behavior based on what everyone around us is doing because what everyone around us is doing is so very recent. I live in Australia and it's only just over 200 years since Australia was in the stone, well they call it the stone age and that sounds pejorative but it's not pejorative, it's just a paleolithic existence with agriculture not the type of agriculture we have today. Um, lots of hunter-gatherers did practice a form of agriculture, again, dependent upon their geography. So that period of time of listening to Daniel Vitalis really broadened my horizons. Um, of course, there was lots of stuff in there about getting enough sunlight, um, the blue light thing, not being exposed to screens and blue lights past a certain time of day, exposing your skin and your retina to the sunlight first thing in the morning, going barefoot, 
living off the land, the idea of being able to forage for food, for plant foods and animal foods and to hunt and then um, all the primitive skills that go around with that. I mean, he didn't necessarily talk that much about primitive skills. He talked about death, how we handle death in the modern world. He talked about, um, he had guests um, talking about skincare products. It, it was such a wide, wide range of things, but all with that perspective of what can we do that makes us live that has us living more in line with how we have lived and more distanced from certain parts of our culture that are toxic to us and that's not to say that our entire culture is toxic to us but certain aspects of our culture are toxic to us um so that was kind of my next paradigm shift it's not one behavior, but it's multiple small behaviors. And it's really speaking more to the source of the behavior, the principles behind the behavior. When I make a choice of what to eat, what not to eat, what house to live in, what bed to buy, it's going to be informed by that paradigm. So there's a shortened version of the next step. This morning I was with my DNS practitioner and we did a session and she got me to do this thing where I wrap my legs up in TheraBand and then I hold the two ends in my hands and I lie on my back um, with my legs in the air keeping my legs apart particularly my knees apart the heels are closer together the thighs are externally rotated the hands are held in front of the chest but with active hands so active legs active arms feeling the back of you against the ground so sensing the, the back of you as though it was a pancake as flat as possible full weight on the ground and then doing the breathing where a diaphragmatic breathing um, and then hold it for a certain number of breaths and then rest and then do it again it's really hard for me <laughs> because those particular muscles that I need the stabilizing muscles and maybe they're not all stabilizing muscles maybe some of them are action muscles but whatever it is the muscles that hold me in that particular configuration are weak because they're not used to being used because I'm employing different motor patterns that I'm habitually employing my um, thighs are normally internally rotated which I see quite commonly now that I've learned to look for it um, and other muscles and I'm not used to creating that um, intra-abdominal pressure using my diaphragm so it's effortful and it's hard work and I have learned because I've been doing this for quite some time now I've learned to distinguish the type of effort that is building the muscles I need to build that are create that where the building the effort is creating a stronger more balanced more aligned skeleton musculoskeletal system as opposed to the effort i feel when i'm doing something badly the effort i would feel if i were attempting to do a pull-up 
is not the good kind of effort because when I'm attempting to do a pull-up, my scapulae are in the wrong place, my head is forward, my arms, now how does it go, my upper arms should be externally rotated but they're internally rotated at the shoulder I don't have the forearm strength in the right places so that's the kind of effort that when I make that effort it's not building me and making me stronger it's actually making me weaker and reinforcing all my bad patterns whereas when I'm doing the DNS type exercises they're just as much effort if not more but they're a good kind of effort so anyway that was one discovery was firstly the difference between the two kinds of effort which is kind of like the difference between pain sometimes pain is good and sometimes pain is bad but the main thing was that it is an effort it's it's difficult um which is a little bit of a well i won't call it a quibble um but something about Feldenkrais that I don't quite get because during a Feldenkrais lesson and the everything that I've been taught is that we're trying to make everything in the movement lesson effortless and that if we are efforting that must be because we're trying too hard or we're attached to the result too much or that something's not as it should be because everything should be effortless and I don't well my current understanding may be limited and wrong so this might not be the truth but I don't think that is correct I think that there is effort and there's effort um, there's some effort that's good and needed and some effort that's not helpful anyway that's a digression what I wanted to say was I noticed so late I came I came home from my DNS and I did other stuff and blah 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 running errands and I noticed that I was feeling quite anxious and on edge and stressed and uneasy and there wasn't any particular reason that I could identify um, but I wanted to address this because I don't think it's particularly healthy to go on feeling that way if I don't have to and if there's something I could do about it so I went to the floor and did my DNS exercises, which often will um, have the desired effect and, and make me feel better in general, emotionally and in my thoughts. But it didn't really have much of an effect, a little bit. So then I went to another strategy that I often use. I took my phone and took my dog and went for a walk and spoke into the phone a whole rant about the thoughts I was having, the things that maybe were what I was agitated about or maybe weren't, but if they, either way, they were on my mind and I was just going on about them. And it really clarified what was going through my mind because I was having these thoughts that were about blame, it's not fair, this isn't right, it shouldn't be this way, um, I'm being ill done to, it's someone else's fault. And when I heard myself say those things, it was so clear that that was just purely and simply an immature thought pattern, an unhelpful thought pattern. Um, and 
just saying it out loud, hearing myself say it, I could see how it was ridiculous <laughs> to be thinking that way. It was inaccurate, um, stupid, childish, unhelpful, and it was taking me round in circles. It wasn't taking me forward. It wasn't taking me anywhere that I wanted to go. It took me 20 minutes. I talked about all sorts of things. So I went off target, of course, lots of times, off, off topic. But at the end, I went, I, the, the conclusion was that I am in control of what thoughts I have, what thoughts I allow myself to have. No one else's. Thoughts that come into my mind are not things that just happen to me. They're things that I'm creating from within. Now, I may not yet have full control. I may not yet have quite mastered the skill of creating better thoughts. Sure, that's all good. However, that is how it is. And so me having those unhelpful, circular, childish thoughts is no different to me going into some cafe and ordering a chocolate milkshake full of sugar with a brownie with some other junk food and some other junk food and if I do that every day no wonder I'm going to end up either depressed and anxious or fat and inflamed or something that's not that's not behavior that builds a healthy strong human that's behavior that breaks down a human into something else something passive submissive sheep-like and weak and that's not the future i want for myself and i just need to continue on the mission of not doing that just don't do it don't go into that cafe don't order that stuff don't have those thoughts don't entertain those thoughts they're just not good for me not to say that I have to beat myself up and feel guilty if I do do that because there will be times when I do and as I've mentioned somewhere before in the past sometimes you're just in a state where doing those things is going to comfort you and there's a short-term benefit and you with your eyes open with your full consciousness make the decision to go ahead and do it this time that's different well it's not different it's still bad for you but it's not as bad for you as when you do it every day without thinking about it without knowing you're doing it and blaming someone else for it end of rant and I forgot to say the thing I was meant to say in the rant which was when I went to the DNS session in the morning and I realized this is hard, well, I made that analogy with the giving up thoughts that don't serve you. That's hard too. And when you want to create a future for yourself that's different to the one that will happen if you do nothing and you just continue along the path you're on without thinking about it or planning for it, then uh, I lost my train of thought. But the point is, it's hard. You have to do stuff that's hard. But when you look at it in the bigger scheme, it's not that hard. It's a tiny bit hard. Making an effort for a few breaths on the floor um, with a friendly person next to you or changing your thoughts to a different pattern is actually not that hard. There is some effort involved. Uh, and there's an, an effort involved as well in 
countering the culture that surrounds us because the culture that surrounds us also believes that effort is bad and that we don't want to make effort and the culture around us also believes that the thoughts in your head are not under your control and that you can't change them they just happen and that if you're anxious it must be someone else's fault and the culture around us favors being a passive weak submissive victim particularly for women um not just for women though and so there's there's hard there's a hard thing there too in in going against what the surrounding prevailing culture believes and your your milieu where you are but it's not that hard it's a little bit hard yes there will be some work there will be some effort but it's not by any stretch of the imagination even remotely impossible and also just think about the alternative so let's say i don't make the effort at the dns i don't make the effort at changing my thoughts i don't make the effort at resisting the temptation of milkshakes and brownies in the short term that seems like less work and less hard but look at the long term jesus there's people all around us suffering from negative thinking anxiety depression blaming the government blaming the people around them blaming their spouse their family not taking charge of their life eating foods that are destroying them failing to do to take remedial action for their movement patterns that are destroying them and creating arthritis stiffness pain fear of falling and then actual falls broken femurs broken pelvises elderly people dying in hospital because they caught an infection after their fractured neck of femur people having joint replacements right left and center all that stuff i'm not going there i am not going to end up like that no way and it is in my control it's totally in my control and it's not that hard <laughs> it's a lot easier than ending up that way it's a lot easier You got to think long term. Think long term.